Hey everybody, welcome to Investing in Cannabis. I'm Brandon David. This is the show we talk about investing, but it's a little sciencey today. We get a little terpene nerdy. We have Max of Abstracts on the show. Abstracts is a company that makes terpenes, formulates products for companies, does genetics for flower brands. Super, super interesting deep dive into terpenes and how they interact with THC and how they can make you feel. How companies say they may make you feel one way, but maybe they don't make you feel that way. Uh, it's really, really interesting. Max is super smart and entertaining. We had a good time on the show. Uh, I learned a ton. You're going to learn a ton. Tune in, listen up, get acquainted. Hey guys, if you watch the show, listen to the show all the time, and you get a lot of value out of it, just go ahead and write us a review. Apple, Spotify, wherever you listen to it, uh, really, really helps us and helps other people find this great content. Max, so good to see you, man. Thanks for being on the show. Welcome. Pleasure to be here. Thanks for having me, Brandon. Excited to get into a little bit of nerdiness, little science here today. Uh, let's start you on an easy one. What is abstracts? Abstracts is a leader in uh, cannabis research and botanical product formulations. There's no one, there's no one else better in the world at uh, doing exploratory research of cannabis aroma compounds and creating true to type uh, cannabis flavors and terpene rich profiles for uh, cannabis brands to use to make their favorite products. Lots to unpack there. Um, there's a lot of new people in the industry. There's a lot of new people listening to the show. Let's just start really easy. What's a terpene? I love this question. So, you know, super high level. I like to break down the cannabis plant into two basic uh, components. You got the uh, THC, which would be like uh, the cannabinoids there. And that's like the gas pedal. So how high am I going to get? And the other half of the equation would be the terpenes, which you know, are a singular way of describing the cannabis aroma flavor. That's really the steering wheel that helps modulate the effects of the can cannabinoids and really helps dictate where you're driving and heading in your experience. So, you know, sometimes when we consume things like, at least me personally, uh, when I consume things like green crack, I'm, you know, neurotic, stay awake all the time, get lots of work done, send people annoying emails, you know, late at night. And when I smoke train wreck, I'm falling asleep at nighttime. My wife's yelling at me and I'm, I'm worthless to the world. So, you know, we like to think that that has something to do with what we refer to as the entourage effect. This is the synergistic, you know, uh, uh, you know, combination of you know, cannabinoids and the other things in the plants that are working with your receptors and helping to create a, an amazing product experience. Mm -hmm. um, before we get into the commercial side, most of the industry still today is focused on sativa, indica, high levels of THC, just like at a high level, is everybody wrong? Are they just not talking about terpenes enough? It's starting to change, but you know, why, why are we so focused on those things? Man, I love this question too. You got all the good ones. Only ask the best <laughs> ones, man. Come on, dude. The uh, the indica sativa hybrid. You know, I think we're all setting ourselves up for glory here. You know, I think a lot of people like to say it's taboo, it's not right, whatever. You know what? I'm going to embrace this one. Indica sativa hybrid definitely has taken on a whole new meaning in the world. You know, it's not really relevant for the origin of where it came from. But if we can all kumbaya and we can agree that now indica sativa hybrid are effect type indicators, we can all come together, rejoice, and now take it a step further 
into talking about why. And so we can explain things like a heavy OG as an indica type because it's heavy and myrcene and linalool and these things. And you know what? That is going to taste muskier and woodier and diesel and gassier, and it's going to lock you up in your couch. Okay. Well said. Um, what you prefer and what a lot of brands are working towards are sort of these effects-based feelings, right? The, on your websites, it's peaceful, energized, relaxed, focused. I think that's a hard thing for people to accept, right? That like... Uh -huh. This one smell aroma is going to make me sleep better. Yeah, I agree. But in the case that you are referring to, and I don't, you know, I don't know if you laid that up for me or not, but, uh, <laughs> you know, definitely cannabis has been consumed for eons and we can all attribute different, you know, types of experiences to different types of cannabis. Um, and that might not be consistent for everybody. However, you know, we have dived heavily into the study of uh, cannabis experiences that are driven by these terpenes. And we have this unique advantage where we can study terpenes without cannabinoids in uh, traditional research settings. So what we did is we, we said, hey, guys, let's take the, you know, thousands of consumer reviews out there on these different terpene profiles. Let's you know, put together some AI in there, combine that with our research, which is a little bit more robust, looking at the three to 500 compounds in each cannabis strain that creates these differentiated experiences. Let's put everything together and let's create a science-based platform for evaluating terpene-based product formulations for moods, okay? Because traditionally today, you know, terpenes exist in all these plants around nature, that's what gives them their smell. That's what, you know, gives them, you know, the plant's defense. And so the same myrcene that comes from hops and cannabis and from, you know, lemongrass or these are all or basil. It's all the same at the end of the day. It's just a different level of purity depending on the, you know, how they extract it, how they purified it. Um, and so we know that myrcene has been exhaustively studied and has calming attributes and other medicinal values. But what we don't know is when you combine all these things together with other terpenes, how do they work together in the system? And so that's the, the science that we are pioneering, focusing on sensory quantification. Uh, we went out and actually hired world-leading expert sensory psychologist, Dr. Avery Gilbert, Dr. Smell, when you go to his Wikipedia page, he helped uh, pioneer the programs from some of the largest flavor houses in the entire world and basically is using uh, mood, uh, doing scent impressions for mood. And he's developed a very, uh, you know, uh, notable and um, tested platform for quantifying moods. And so we took to, we put together our, you know, effects specific terpene blends with very targeted moods to them. Uh, very specific physiological effects that we're we're going after. And we then put it through this sensory study with real people in it and asked them what they thought about it and how it made them feel. And we have a whole white paper uh, published to our website that everybody can go and, and look for themselves, what the results came back at. And I think what you'll find, which was notable, is that there was really no negative notes in there. It was all positive, which was uh, you know a great experience. And not everybody thought things, you know, that were energizing were calming, which is good, right? They might have thought it was energizing and 
uplifting. And so that would then describe our uh, inspiration formula. So, you know, it's really about providing brands the basic foundational building blocks for them to create a story, for them to create a functional product that's targeted for their specific demographic and for their user base. And so these terpene profiles are really an active ingredient for them to uh, build their functional flavoring system. And so whether it's a cannabis specific profile, that's got a flavor, you know, that's strain specific, it's got an effect type that's associated to that cannabis strain and it will be true to type. But if you're really looking you know, as a brand for a blueberry that's going to make you feel calm and you're really looking to build that functional ingredient story outside of cannabis, that's where you can start taking advantage of some, some of the AI Terp Effect blends and other products that we've developed, you know, as a result of our cannabis research. And, you know, we've been lucky enough to be able to aggregate over a million data points just purely from, you know, cannabis consumption over the years. That's awesome. That's some great learnings in there for sure. Um, like you mentioned, there's the sort of cannabis terpenes and then I think just botanical terpenes, you call them more, more generally. Why are there certain people in the cannabis industry that kind of like turn their nose up or are too bougie for the other terpenes? Why? Why does that matter? Oh, man. You got all the good ones over there, man. You're professional. You like you act like you've done this a few times. Uh, <laughs> you know, honestly, I think you know the 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 really cool thing about cannabis is this is an innovation culture, right? And research has been stifled for so many years. We're just all so excited to get out there and explore this magnificent plant and all of its benefits. And some people, you know, are focused more on making money. Some people are more focused on research and empowering the community. And, you know, we, you know, believe that uh, there's a right way to do things. Um, and I think there's definitely a, a stigma out there around fake terps uh, that we constantly have to combat and educate around because quite frankly, there's a lot of products out there in the market um, and basically every product out there in the market that's, you know, doesn't have the same level of research and thoughtfulness and authenticity that goes into it. And so they're out there calling, you know, any type of terpene blend, a gelato or a Jack hair or an OG. And there's actually no research to support it because they're merely going to a local testing lab or a third party. You know, they're using current industrial standards. They're maybe getting 20 to 40 terpenes. Um, and then they are mixing terpenes you know, in those similar ratios and calling it a gelato type profile. And there's there's so many things flawed about that, that you couldn't accurately reproduce a highly complex cannabis profile by just using 20 to 40 terpenes. And there's so many more compounds that create the this unique cannabis experience beyond terpenes. There's thiols, there's esters, there's all these different things in there that have to be accounted for. So, you know, truly the right way to study cannabis is by partnering with the cultivators. So when we wanted to understand what made Jack Hare unique, we partnered up with Dan Hare. We went and got his cuts and we studied his cuts at the freshest point in time. And, and we created using our uh, analytical lab that we built specifically for studying cannabis aromas, a 3D metabolite fingerprint that modeled the four to 500 different compounds that makes Jack hair unique. And what we learned through the process is 
that there's things that makes cannabis different that impacts flavor, aroma, and experience. If you don't capture those things in these product formulations, you're missing the mark. Specifically for Jack Hare, there is one terpene in there, beef philandering, that's over 10% concentration, yet no testing lab tests for beef philandering because it's not a current testing standard. So if you formulated a Jack Hare profile and you miss 10% of the formulation, it's fundamentally a different product. And I think we haven't done a good job of owning our brands in this industry because we haven't done a good job of describing the quality standards that represent them and how a consumer should experience them and enforcing that story. And so we are giving cultivators an opportunity to tell that story by providing a whole nother level of, of quality-based testing that's providing, you know, a a better way of profiling their cannabis and a better way for us to reproduce that cannabis experience for consumers. So when it comes to, you know, understanding what made gelato the strain of the year, then we partnered with Sherbinsky and we studied his genetics. And once we established a quality benchmark for what made gelato unique, which was these 15 flavorants that we can find in all these other crosses of it with these very berry uh, tones in it, then we helped them to evolve the agent genetics and go do a pheno hunt to make the gassiest and fruitiest version of that, right? We studied uh, OGs with Josh D. We studied hundreds of OGs with Josh D and paired his nose with our analytical uh, equipment to find the gas in 2D, right? And once we identified what the gas is in cannabis, we literally created a you know peer-reviewed publication that was just accepted actually by ACS, American Chemical Society. And we've unveiled a whole new class of aromatic compounds in cannabis for future researchers to you know, focus on better understanding because you know what? There's a striking resemblance to those same compounds in other plants that give it give those plants their medicinal values. And so there's so much more to this cannabis story that we really need to you know, unveil and understand and, you know, flavor aroma application is where our focus is. So it's given us a really good excuse to study these profiles with cultivators to truly, you know, help them understand what it is that they're growing so that we can do it better, but also so that we can reproduce true to type strain specific cannabis profiles. And we even take it so far to where we study cannabis from flower through extraction. And we understand that most clients using terpenes for cannabis applications are actually using them to optimize their cannabis extracts. So they may not even want a cannabis flower profile in their extract. They may want to reproduce a live resin or rosin experience. And so again, we study from flower through extraction and we understand, you know, how to optimize the extraction process what the survivable compounds are, what's missing in there. And once, and, and since we're in California, we got access to, you know, the best genetics in the entire world where the trendsetters for the industry, my best friends are the, you know, leading cultivators in the world. And every month I'm bringing in, you know, 30, 40 of the hottest strains of the, you know, the month of what's coming down, we're analyzing them from flower through extraction. We're taking, you know, the best six to eight through our sensory panel. We're qualifying those for production. And then, you know, we're extracting some for cannabis terpenes, selling them in California to, you know, a more exclusive clientele and then through the licensed markets. And then we take the very best profiles from our live resin and, and, and extractions and we reproduce botanical versions of them for worldwide applications and so now 
you know, if a brand really wants to make a vape pen, you know, they can make a reproduction or of a rosin pen or optimize their live resin to, to, you know, improve the viscosity and the vape experience and everything else without introducing anything that is not naturally occurring in that cannabis extract. And that's truly the power that we have is to accurately represent and reproduce a cannabis experience in a flavored product. That's fascinating. Um, what you just said. Thank you for all that science. The science is awesome. Let's talk about the business a little bit um, for a minute here. What's an ideal customer for you? Like who who's using this? Yeah, Cresco, Cureleaf, Verano. Those are all you know ideal clients. Sierra Nevada, Lagunitas. Those are all ideal clients. And these are current clients or ideal clients? Just uh, both. Yeah, <laughs> got it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're all great. Perfect. Great. Great customers. And take me through some of the different ways they work with you. Certainly, like you were talking about genetics on the cultivation side. Yeah, that's so that's more like the those are more the brands. So, like in the industry, you have to understand, you know, we are Switzerland in the cannabis industry, if that's what we're talking about here, right? So we have a platform company, we have technology to apply. And we help empower the community through science and innovation, right? So that takes different meanings for different parts of the industry. Our product is terpene products. We make flavoring ingredients. Um, we also help develop product formulations. We help create quality standards and, and through testing cannabis um, to create metrics for these companies. So in the business, there's these brands, cultivators like the Shabinskys of the world and the Josh D's of the world and the Jack Hares that really help to establish the industry early on and expand it. And these are well-known cultivators and they've developed brands around genetics, which is the way that the hop industry has done a really good job of building brands around genetics, right? Now, and then you have the MSOs that are now trying to produce the brands, right? And the MSOs, have a really good platform for multi-state expansion, but you know the the uh, the brands are challenged with infrastructure and resources and things like that. So, for those brands that are really into the genetics and developing their brands, we partner with them to analyze their cannabis, to create benchmarks, to help us develop you know the next hottest cannabis flavor profile for the market. Um, and with the MSOs, we end up selling the products to help them build out, you know, larger scale applications. So, um, you know, we, we try to leverage our technology to work with, with uh, the cultivators as well as the manufacturers. Rad. Um, so you don't sell any THC, right? I just want to make that clear. And I do. so I, as a result, I do extract, I look, I'm the only terpene company in the world that's licensed to study uh, and extract cannabis. That's what makes us special. We are a cannabis flavor house through and through. Um, I wouldn't be authentic if I wasn't. Um, in California, we do extract cannabis derived terpenes and we do sell them in California. I do sell high terpene extracts with some cannabinoids in there. Cannabinoids are a byproduct of our process. And so, you know, I do sell uh, cannabinoids to brands that we're supplying terpenes to. Um, it's just not something that we you know, are terribly focused on to us, cannabinoids are a byproduct and we help the brands to create, you know, really effective functional product formulations uh, that are full spectrum in California. And we really get, 
have a unique opportunity to dial in viscosities and percentages of different cannabinoids with, you know, fractional distillation and some really cool stuff in California. That's our model, you know, for the rest of the country, if it goes federally legal, because then we can obviously provide a more consistent, optimized cannabis extract for, you know, infusing and flavoring products um, that definitely would be a future, you know, opportunity in the industry when that comes in California. You know, we love to continue being involved in cannabis and servicing, you know, cannabis clients in the market. How do you overlap with the other, you know, raw suppliers, Vertosa, Source, that kind of company? Yeah, we work with them. So we're the flavor house and they're the emulsion supplier. We work together on clients to pair our systems and into their emulsions and they deliver a more effective product experience by combining both cannabinoids, you know, flavors and terpenes together. So we have a number of products going on simultaneously. And those are in beverages or edibles? Beverages, beverages and, and edibles. Mm-hmm. Yep. Got it. Interesting. And like, um, and, and, and you could see like an example, I don't know if you caught on, but you, you obviously saw the headlines with Wana brands out there. Um, you know, with Canopy, you know, they've been a, a key account for us for years. They've been, they were an early adopter of terpenes into their products. You know, Mike Hennessy has been an amazing person over there on the innovation side. They've really been a huge proponent for pushing the boundaries. And, you know, that's a good example of someone who's incorporated both cannabinoids and terpenes in, in edibles. Mm-hmm. So you've mentioned a lot of awesome people you work with. Give me a sense of the scale of the business, however you want to do that. You know, number of clients or I don't know if you talk about revenue numbers or whatever, but yeah. yeah. Um, well, um, you got to think about that. Um, <laughs> I, I, I'd say we probably represent about 15 to 20 percent uh, of the cannabis market in the in North America. Okay. As far as ingredients. Got it. That's a pretty good number for sure. Um, tell me a little and bit. I, and I'd like to add, and I'd like to add though that there's only about ten percent of our catalog that's available publicly. On average, you know, pretty much I'd say eighty percent of our work is all custom for our clients and exclusive to them, exclusive yeah. to them as well. Got it's it. really about helping them differentiate that product experience on the shelf and helping them to build consumer trust by building repeatable, predictable, targeted product experiences that, you know, create that buzz, that excitement, that raving fan that's gonna come back time and time again. We're obsessed with quality. Everybody's unique. Nobody wants to sell the same thing on the shelf. And that's the heart of being a flavor house and having the privilege to also research cannabis and create product formulations for them using cannabinoids, because how else would you know how it works and operates, smells, tastes, in the final solution, unless you actually have the licenses to work with cannabis formulations. And ultimately that's how you build a brand, right? That consistency and quality and people knowing what they're going to get. That's, that's the only way that you can come back for more. I repeatedly tell people the only two things that people care about when they go in the dispensary is one, is it safe? Hopefully that's a C of A answering that Two, How's this going to make me feel? Because at the end of the day, we are selling a drug experience and and again, consumer trust is built through, you know, repeatable, consistent product experiences. So it's even more important in this industry that we have ingredients that we can rely on to reproduce that, you know, formulation. Without naming any names, what portion of the products out there do you think are 
reflective of how they say they are, you know, <laughs> like this. Well, is what, did I, what did I say my market share was 15 to 20%. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. answer. <laughs> um, okay. Tell me a little bit about, have you raised money? Is this bootstrapped? You're a little oh, yeah. different. You're kind of an ancillary to the cannabis industry, even though you're working on cannabis stuff, right? How does that, how does that look in terms of raising money? Yeah. First off, like, you know, most of our revenue is non-cannabis derived products that we sell worldwide. So that's yeah. you know definitely uh, the bulk of the business there and the bulk like of the e-commerce, like in the mail, right? Or no? No, I mean, to larger brands, just manufacturers worldwide, e e-coms big, um, but again, small percentage of the overall sales. We do have a wholesale okay. channel online that works really well for us. Um, yeah. So repeat your question. Yeah, I was just saying, uh, in terms of raising money. Yeah, um, okay, got it. So everything's, everything's bootstrap. I started my first business when I turned 18. I was motivated by mortality from a young age. Don't need to rehash my founder story, but um, essentially that means I've been a serial entrepreneur for about 17 years through different success stories, all building you know, momentum through my career. Um, and everything's been bootstrapped. We've, we've raised money along the ways just to seed the projects that we want to get done. We started abstracts with a very small investment, uh, less than a million dollars. We plowed hundred percent of everything back into the company. We took a lot of projects that we wouldn't take today just to make money. Um, we brought on, you know, a seed investor that helped us along the way. And we ended up raising a convertible note, a few million dollars uh, over the last you know, year and a half just to help with our expansion plans. And we're now in the process of converting that note. We're raising a few million dollars um, and we have a lead investor. Um, some of the notable investors and in abstracts include Arcadian, Arcview, Panther, um, and some some. Uh, very, very uh, nice good privately uh, held investors. Yeah. So, yeah, got it. Um, so this will be your A round then? Is that the This will actually be, this will be this. I consider this the seed round still. This is really okay. our convertible note that we're really just converting at this point. So I still consider it a part of the seed round. Series A will most likely take place in the later part of 2022 uh, as we uh, are building out our uh, new facilities and we require a little bit more capital for expansion but at this point we're we're on a uh the runway is open and we're clear for takeoff and we're just building momentum at this point so you know, very we're cool we're, um, we're continuing to reinvest in the partnerships at this point if you cover 10 to 15 percent of the market if i put my investor hat on this round, how much can you grow? You know, how much more of the market can you can you take? Uh, our goal is thirty percent. Okay, um, but that's just in the cannabis market and outside the cannabis market. Um, the opportunities for us currently are you know easily ten to twenty fold. Mm-hmm. And and tell me a little bit about the business outside of cannabis. You know, uh, who's yeah, I mean, there's a huge that? look the the the. The global aroma chemical category is a multi-billion dollar a year business. 36% of it is terpenes. You know, cannabis is the most abundant source of terpenes in the entire plant kingdom and very little research has been done on it. So 
you know, not only have we discovered a whole new class of compounds in cannabis that contributes to these nice aromas and things, but we've discovered new compounds in cannabis that just don't exist in nature that have never been published. And there's a whole, you know, we're still scratching the surface. There's so much opportunity to, you know, find new applications for these compounds in cannabis in the flavor and aroma world. And so as we're, as CPG products are trending more towards health and wellness, natural ingredients, terpenes provide the perfect uh, opportunity to capitalize on functionality. And where, as we're positioning ourselves being a leading researcher of terpene-driven product formulations by, by focusing on uh, exploring these you know, more rare botanicals that are rich in these terpenes, we have a better understanding of how to use these in product formulations to achieve the desired flavor, aroma, and intended experience. So we can make a really enjoyable blueberry flavoring by, you know, predominantly using terpenes to drive that effect mm -hmm. and that product formulation. So we really are a functional flavor uh, manufacturer with a focus on terpene formulations um, and the world of uh, food and beverage and, you know, rolling papers are now starting to infuse terpenes and rolling papers. Doing that on the website, yeah. Yeah. You know, you got uh, beer companies that are infusing terpenes in there to do different types of things. Uh, you got, you know, aromatherapy companies have already been doing it for years, you know, but you go into Bath and Body Works, you look on the back of the labels of all these products, there's terpenes there. So there's so many more applications for terpenes outside of the world of cannabis. Unfortunately, today, most people associate terpenes with cannabis, but the reality is, is that, you know, there is a world of opportunity for these applications. And we just happen to be positioned and the most focused on exploring those valuable compounds and, you know, helping to lead the charge in trying to validate some of their effects on people and biology and, and how we can leverage their power and products. Awesome. Um, one of the byproducts of you doing all this research is you said you've tried a lot of carts a lot of cartridges <laughs> in your time. Um, I guess just in a few words or a sentence, what makes a good vape cart? You know, and I think a lot of thoughtfulness, the right formulation, you know, the the perfect viscosity. Uh, a doesn't need to be the highest THC content. In fact, I we've done plenty of Pepsi challenges. Uh, I'll call them abstracts challenges, where we do blind tasting. You know, some with botanicals, some with uh, cannabis terpenes, some with uh, just distillate. And usually, it's the one with the lower THC that gets people higher. And that's the ones with the more complex terpene uh, profiles in there, and some of those minor cannabinoids. So it's not, you know, there's not a perfect recipe, but you can get pretty close. And, uh, you know, I think technology is definitely advancing, but more of that good stuff, you know, less of the crap, higher quality, better standards for testing, lower temperatures. Um, you know, these are all recipes for six for a good vape cartridge, you know, high quality ingredients, someone who really cares about the, 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 what goes into their product. Have you made any content around that abstracts challenge? That sounds, is that on video anywhere? That sounds fun. Yeah, that does sound fun. Let's do that. <laughs> That's some fun. That'd be let's rad. Do, let's I'll do get that. A, get a camera. We have, a, we have a, uh, our flavor dev team. Uh, I mean, we have some, our team, it's, you know, it's the team that does all this stuff, you know, amazing team of people. 
Um, and our flavor dev team is led by the same lady who invented Hawaiian punch and tang, amazing OG. And we have a sensory panel now that we have put together for cannabis evaluations to pair with our analytical testing to really create a more comprehensive description of the products that we're helping clients to produce and then helping to validate that through the testing. And I think that would be a good thing to intertwine there is the, uh, the Pepsi challenge with the, uh, the expert panel might be a, a bigger story to tell. There's something fun we can do. That's fun. That's fun. Um, I want to shift gears just a little bit before I get you out of here to talk about you, the executive behind the company. You really are like a terpene nerd, huh? like a terpene terp head here, huh? It's like you're obsessed with it. It's rad. I mean, again, I think terpenes are like singular. It'd be like, uh, you know, it, 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 I, I'd say I love cannabis flavors and aromas. Yeah. What's your favorite terpene? Yeah, that's like saying, what's my, who's my favorite child? Or like, what's my favorite cannabis strain? Okay, what's a terpene that more people should know about? Ooh, man. <laughs> I don't know. I think, I think a, um, there's two of them that I like to describe to people to help them be more aware of terpenes. So I'm gonna give you both examples. One, you walk in through a pine forest, you're feeling really invigorating, you breathe in deep, you feel calm, you feel relaxed, you feel soothed, you're breathing in pining. That is fundamentally one of those things that's in Jack and a lot of those hazier varieties that contributes to some of those sativa type effects, but also an overall well-being, calmness. That's something that you naturally get to enjoy by going on a nice walk through a pine forest. Um, second one, citrus. Um, you know, valencine is probably one of the more rare isolates out there. Extremely expensive. Uh, really, uh, we strive to find really, really high quality. We extract really high quality valencine um, from citrus. And that's what's really contributing to that uplifting zippity energy, um, you know, euphoric, uh, you know, citrus blend of a lot of our favorites, uh, you know, super lemon hazes and different citrus blends out there that are more orangey, more lemony, things like that. So that's one that's a lot smaller concentration in most formulations, but is something that's really a distinctive terpene uh, out there in the world of cannabis. Do you have a science background or are you just like really good at chemistry in high school or? No, man, I, I am. Uh, I, I, I immerse myself with a ton of smart people. Honestly, we we I you know, we get the privilege of servicing a ton of big cannabis companies and, and they look at us as an innovation partner. And predominantly because we've invested heavily into our science and R&D teams, you know, it's all about people and culture at abstracts. Uh, we have a, an amazing team of people. Our research team is led by Dr. Oswald and TJ Martin. They got a team of analytical chemists behind them. Uh, we got a formulation team uh, that I mentioned has some, some uh, big hitters on there. Our manufacturing team is led by my brother. who's won 15 cannabis cups and, you know, they, they create a symphony together. So yeah. it's, you know, they, they teach, um, I get a lot of, I like crashing their, uh, you know, Friday R and D, you know, level 10 top secret meetings and, and learning a thing or two. And unfortunately I have to ask probably more questions uh, than I'd like sometimes to, to really understand what we're getting ourselves into and how much it's going to cost. And, you know, there's a lot of, um, 
a lot of exploration happening, you know, and, and we don't always find, we don't always find gold, but uh, it's really exciting to be able to ask questions and see them through. And it's simple stuff. Like what's the difference between rosin and resin? You know, these are questions we ask ourselves as flavor people and cannabis snobs, right? But what really is the difference? Because you won't go to a dispensary and see the same strain and available both in live resin and rosin. No. And there's a reason for that, right? And and I know that it's good in, good out. Not all strains wash. So, you know, I'm going to sell it to you for more money if it washes for live rosin. If it doesn't wash for live rosin, I'm going to sell it to the hydrocarbon extractor for live resin, right? But what is the consumer? How do we educate a consumer about what the differences are? You know, and and so we we said, hey, we're interested. We bought the same strain. You know, we extracted it different methods. We analyzed the four or 500 different slices of it in each method, and we compared them all and wrote a whole white paper on it and, you know, tried to just educate the community and what the difference is. And at the end of the day, it wasn't, you know, too much, but a little bit of change makes a lot of bit of difference in the sensory experience of cannabis. One's woodier, you know, calmer, one's more citrus and uplifting, People should be aware of that when they're consuming that cannabis. And so they know that, you know, one might be better for a different type of experience. Um, High Times ended up picking that one up and, and gave us a nice, some nice coverage Sweet. on that white paper. So yeah. it's stuff I, like that. That's really fun for us, you know. I love and, it. And, I, I love the way you talk about it, man. Yeah. I mean, uh, whether people like weed or not, anybody that's this passionate about one key thing you have to you have to respect that for sure um what's your personal relationship with cannabis like or how has it evolved yeah i mean i've been a heavy user for you know the better part of 17 years i mean definitely before that i had a heart attack when i was 17 i was uh given a handicap placard and wasn't prescribed any medication um but cannabis was one of those things that really helped me cardiologist agreed um, and so I, you know, used it pretty regularly for uh, treating my symptoms and really just uh, started exploring more. We've, you know, traveled around the world, went to a few cannabis cups, got the privilege of judging a few in Amsterdam. That was fun. Wait, um, flowers, yeah. vapes, edibles. What, what are you into? I mean, professionally, vapes uh, is, you know, something that I have to partake in on a normal basis. The uh, you know, edibles is, is a nice occasional thing. I don't have a big tolerance to Delta 11, you know, and, and my liver likes to convert that stuff depending on my diet. Um, and, uh, you know, there's nothing that beats a good flower. I love my Jeter's, you know, love smoking uh, a nice uh, joint. And, um, you know, I'll probably, you know, my joint is definitely a, a go-to nice flower. I definitely appreciate, you know, good cannabis. Damn. Still love the flower. Um, I think that's as good a place to wrap up as any. Uh, how can we help you? How can the audience help you? Are you hiring for something or it's your time to push whatever whatever you want? Yeah, man. If there's any good product managers out there, uh, you know, from the flavor world that uh, have experience with gigantic uh, product catalogs, if there's any researchers out there uh, that are looking to advance the industry through uh, exploring new terpene applications and how they benefit uh, people. Um, anybody from the flavor industry that's looking to make a switch to the cannabis industry that's got sales experience, that's a technical salesperson, we could use all those types of resources. Um, and uh, that's about it. I think that's all I got. If you want to learn more about abstracts, come to abstractstech.com, check us out. 
uh, try some flavors out. Uh, we would appreciate your donation and uh, it'll, it'll go in the name of uh, cannabis science. For sure. You sound like a pretty cool boss too. I mean, you're, you're going to work somewhere. Sounds seem pretty chill to me. So the best place in the world to work. Yeah. <laughs> Good stuff. Uh, well, thank you so much, man. It's really been a pleasure and I'm going to come down there and we're going to do that abstracts challenge. I'll bring some cameras. That sounds good. Uh, uh, you come down with your cameras. We'll do abstracts challenge. Okay. Deal. All right. Thanks again, man. Take care.